Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning and welcome to Devotions again. We're in uh, Romans chapter 6, the first verse. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he can't die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul is again... um, got voices in his head. He's, uh, he's got this objector, this, uh, this imaginary person who's having a go at him. And he's saying, Paul, you've just told me that um, sin gives God's grace incredible latitude, that, you know, that the more sin abounds, grace even more abounds. How wonderful is this? Surely, if our sins give God the opportunity to be so gracious, shouldn't, you know, isn't it almost a moral imperative that we, um, that we sin big? so that we can have big grace. And Paul just realises sort of where his argument's gone in the minds of the people he's talking to. And he just wants to pull back and say, no, absolutely not. You know, please don't think I'm going down that track. I'm not. Uh, That's just, you know, that's a God forbid on that one. No, we are to be free of sin. So he's using language and thought forms that... um, People in his time would have all been very familiar with. For Jews, um, there were three things that you would have to do to convert into Judaism. uh, Circumcision, sacrifice, and baptism. In the the whole process, including the baptism, you were considered to be an absolutely new person. Uh, It it was as if, you know, they actually had a teaching. You know, if you had a child after your baptism... Uh, that was your firstborn, even if you had kids before that. Uh, it was never tested, but they said, you know, somebody who has come through this is so new, they could marry their sister or their mother. Never tested, of course. But uh, but they were trying to get at this idea that this person is totally new. All their sins are forgiven. You can't be judged for sins that happened before you were born. Well, you were born again, in a sense, at baptism. So that's the Jewish background. They They got this. The living religion in the Roman and Greek world 
was all about the mystery religions. All of these were very similar. It was about a God who died and rose again and initiated people into that resurrection life. Um, and look, the, the stuff of that was just everywhere. And, you know, it's sort of almost like this thing written in the hearts of people. That, that sort of thing has to be right. And, of course, we believe fully that's, that's what Jesus is. But for the mystery religion people, the Gentiles, the pagans, they got this too. You know, you are initiated into death with the, the deity and you rise into a new life in union with that deity. And there's a whole mysticism and a very powerful emotional experience around it. So the language that Paul is using was just commonplace. The people got it. They sort of lived with this stuff. Now, in all of this, He's saying, look, while you get it, you know, while you understand baptism and, and you understand being identified with a God, he's really saying the Jesus thing makes some big differences to what is ultimately fairly common stuff. Number one, don't trade on the mercy of God. Don't trade on it. God is good. When you have received his goodness and then you trade on that goodness, you're in the position of a child who just despises his parents. It's an appalling sin. It's an act of gross ingratitude. It is the revelation of a filthy, ignorant, sinful, selfish heart in you. Don't trade on the mercy of God. The second thing, in Christ, it's not just about the religious experience of a mystery religion. You are committed to a new way of living. There is an ethical demand on us. We need to rise up and live a new and living way. Our behavior, our values, our attitudes all have to shift in the light of this initiation into Christ. And the last thing, it's not just an ethical change where the mystery religions point at this and, and the Jewish thing teaches this, in Christ we are made one with God. It's not just an ethical thing. It's not just a demand. It's not just a myth. It's not just a ritual. There's an actual union with Christ that unites us to God. There's mysticism in this. There's beauty. There's prayer. Give yourself to that. But don't let sin rule in you. That is so far beneath you. You will still sin from time to time. But don't let it have mastery over you. You're dead to it. You're dead to all that stuff and alive to Christ. That's in the rearview mirror now. That's all the stuff that dominated you before your baptism. Now that you belong to Christ, let's live that way. Let's pray. Father, in so many ways, this is almost self-evident to us, I guess. We, we, um, we understand these things. So, Lord, very simply today, the prayer is just that we will live these things. <laughs> Lord, we get it in our minds. Help us to ensure that it lodges deep in our hearts and our lifestyles. Lord Jesus, help us to be so united with you that we would live worthily of our calling, 
Help us, God, to be so aware of the new birth that we received when we came to you, that we would live a new and living way. Lord Jesus, this we ask in your name. Amen. Bless you, folks. We will see you on Monday morning, uh, 9 o'clock at 51 Allenby Road in Alexandra Hills on Sunday morning. Would love to have the great joy of worshipping God with you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.